وما آتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه كوني درشي فلا صلى الله mothers and sisters listening at home after a heavy defeat in the battle of Qadisiya the Persian soldiers were not in the mood of fighting the Muslims at all the minute General Rustum the main warrior for the Persians was killed the entire Persian army demoralized totally they were not in the mood of fighting Sayyidina Sa'ad radiallahu ta'ala an Alhamdulillah the first thing what he did was performed two rakats of Salatul Shukr praised Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then he gave the good news to Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an this victory in the battle of Qadisiya is considered to be one of the most important events in the Islamic history in the last session we also covered some of the places through which the Muslim passed from very historical cities Bahreshir if you remember the city in which uh, one of the Mujahid had to encounter the lion that belonged to Kisra and Alhamdulillah that lion was also killed it was standing in front of Hazrat Sa'ad radiallahu ta'ala an. now for the majority of the Persian soldiers they were regrouping in the main stronghold which was the city of Madain many of them were captured and taken as prisoners and many fled to the city of Madain when this news information was given to Hazrat Sa'ad radiallahu ta'ala an he said to all of the companions the Mujahideen that now slowly turn your attention towards the city of Madain Madian now this city is a very important city for both Muslims and also for the Persians a beautiful city a city of great wealth this city was known as the city of palaces this was also the Darul Khilafa for the people of Persia the center of politics this is where 
all the main leaders, the Kisra, the kings, the rulers, Rostum, everyone was living there. So this city is a very important city and a stronghold for the Persians. They were not in the mood to give up the city of Madain. They also had an advantage. If you look at the city of Madain, it is surrounded by a river. Now this river is not just uh, an ordinary river, shallow water. The water of this river is very, very deep. In fact, some of the ulama have mentioned that to cross the river is like to cross the sea. That is how deep the water is. And you could even see the waves crashing at each other. So the only routes available for anyone to enter into Madain is through the many bridges that were there or by the local boats that were running from the banks of Tigris. Now what the Persian soldiers did is that they had destroyed all of the bridges making sure that none of the Muslims could enter into Madain. And all of the bridges were destroyed. They were regrouping in the city of Madain. The only option the Muslims had was perhaps to embark on the local boats uh, to uh, have access into their main gate, the gate that leads to the city of Madain. But again, this was also out of the question because everything was under control of the Persian soldiers. Now it was a difficult task. Imagine uh, that difficult scenario for Hazrat Sa'ad radiallahu ta'ala an. Now these Persian soldiers were on the other side. When they looked at the Muslims, they would lift up their hands and put a fist in front of the Muslims and, and were doing this calm, we want to fight you. And they are the very same people who have destroyed the bridges taunting the Muslims and making a mockery of the Muslims and Hazrat Sa'ad radiallahu ta'ala and the entire mashallah uh, saf of the Mujahideen is in front, the river is there something very similar had occurred during the time of Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam he was trapped between uh, Bahre Qulzum in front and also Fir'aun behind him what was he to do? Bahre Qulzum in front he is with Banu Israel and behind is Fir'aun with his army. He was the great Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala split open the river for him and mashallah all of Banu Israel entered into the river and a safe passage for them. Hazrat Sa'ad radiallahu ta'ala an, what is he to do? The Mujahideen were in the mood to fight. Even Hazrat Sa'ad radiallahu ta'ala an was in the mood to fight. Now brothers, I hope for the many sessions all you've heard is jihad, fighting, jihad, fighting. <laughs> I hope that's okay with you. And this is the seerah. This is the truth. If you talk about the khilafat of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an, what is his seerah? This man was on a mission, subhanallah. He wanted to spread Islam. He wanted to spread Islam. And look, there is no question that... Uh, Alhamdulillah Muslims took on by force The other governments you, Nobody can deny that So Muslims went to each country By force They were prepared to fight And we are not uh, sorry for that We don't want to apologize MashaAllah Why? This was the aqidah of the Muslimin Sahaba-i kiram ajma'een 
that it is only Allah's rule on the face of this earth and giving benefit to the people so that they can embrace Islam now imagine my respected brothers if Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een did not take this step what would have happened to us today we are Muslims this is the barakat of Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een do you think it was enough to have just pamphlets and literatures and to distribute, go and do this, do this, mashallah. This was not enough. This was the early stage. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them the true understanding. They went forward and by force they took on the governments. And they gave them a choice. The choice of three. But the majority of them rejected. And they took the lands by force. That is the truth. The difference is, they never ever forced anyone to become a Muslim. That is the difference. You have to understand that. The lands were taken by force. But the sword was not on the head. That you have to say, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. No, 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 no. In fact, subhanallah, sahabai kiram ajma'een were such great people and so independent minded people. They would say that if you want to know about Islam, you come to us, come to our headquarters, which is the masjid. It is up to you. You want to become a Muslim, it's up to you. If you don't want to become a Muslim, it's up to you. You know, they were not beggars. So this was a, a different climate. So yes, lands were taken by force. But Allahu Akbar, they were not forced to embrace Islam. So now... What choice does Hazrat Sa'ad radiallahu ta'ala an have? Now, let us not forget, let me just give you a quick, brief uh, biography of this great man, Hazrat Sa'ad, who has been appointed as an Amir. He is one from the ten who was given the glad tidings of Jannah in one gathering. This koham ahadai, aw ahadai mubashara ashare mubashara. Ek, one from the ten who was given the glad tidings of Jannah. Ulama have mentioned that Hazrat Sa'ad radiallahu ta'ala an was mustajabu da'wat. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made dua for him. Allahumma ajib da'watahu. Allah when Sa'ad lifts up his hands to you, accept his dua. And so he was an Amir, senior sahabi of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So these were the tabi'een and the companions in Faris. Now you had uh, the Persians regrouping and as usual they were very good at defense defending their city and again lifting up their hands and banners and saying right come and Saad radiallahu ta'ala and just looked at them went on the side meditated prayed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made dua Allah opened the door for the mujahideen for the Muslims and then after the dua, he stood up, he looked at all of the Muslims on his right and all of the Muslims on his left. And you know what he said? La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. Now hypothetically speaking, my respected brothers, the minds of today would call this a suicide mission. The minds of today would call this a suicide mission. Hazrat Saad radiallahu ta'ala said to them, that victory is for us. All we have to do is enter the city of Madain. And victory is for us. So the Mujahideen are looking, Hazrat, yes, but how do we enter? 
how do we get to that city? Especially from Qadisiyah and Bahr-e-Sher, if you, if you are to enter uh, Madain from uh, that route, it would be very difficult because you have to cross the river. And these rivers were known for its turbulent elements. The waves were crashing at each other. It wasn't just a, a shallow river to cross. Which asaynita. Hazrat Sa'ad radiallahu ta'ala an said that I want the first 60 of you, the first column, to sit on your horses, mashallah, and come close to me. First 60. And all of them on their horses. Now they knew what Hazrat Sa'ad was implying and planning. Subhanallah, they did not fear death. Sahaba and Tabi'in did not fear death. Death was not a problem for them. On the contrary, they were amazed at the level of yaqeen that Hazrat Sa'ad had upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so what he said, he said, I want the first 60 of you, including Hazrat Sa'ad radiallahu ta'ala, he said, in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we will all plunge and dive into the river. With the horses, with the weapons. Subhanallah. And this is the wazifa that Hazrat Sa'ad gave them. He said, say, نَسْتَعِينُ بِاللَّهِ وَنَتَوَكَّلُوا عَلَى اللَّهِ We uh, have our full reliance upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we ask help only from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. حَسْبُنَ اللَّهُ وَنِعْمَ الْوَكِيلُ وَلَا حَوْلَ وَلَا قُوَّةَ إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ الْعَلِيِّ الْعَظِيمِ This was the wazifa. And the first column of 60 just plunge into the river. Deep water just inside. Allahu Akbar. Now the second saf is waiting. The third, fourth, thousands. And then you had the other soldiers at the back. Allahu Akbar. When the first row, subhanallah, entered into the river shoulder by shoulder, stirrup by stirrup, all in a straight row, not an inch out of deviation. Everyone straight, completely straight. Uh, the, the Persians that were looking were laughing and were very, very happy. And what they said, Divanan, Divanan, Majaneen, Majaneen. These are fools and fools and mad people. What are they? These are fools and Mad people thinking that all of them are going to die now. Who has ever crossed River Tigris, huh? this Bahar, this river, on on a on a horse with weapons to cross into the river of Madain? This is not in the history. Who can do that? This this was like a, someone crossing the sea. Allahu Akbar. Waves were crashing at each other. But subhanallah, when Allah is at your mercy, when Allah is at your aid, even the waves obey you, the oceans obey you, the fishes obey you, the lions obey you, everything obeys you. These were people who were muttaqeen. They feared none but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Their sincerity was accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And undoubtedly, this is the great karamat of the mujahideen and the dua of Hazrat Sa'ad radiallahu ta'ala. And it is said that even if an ocean was in front of me, I would close my eyes and jump into it. Why everything is in the control of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These were sahaba kiram ajma'een. This was Hazrat Sa'ad radiallahu ta'ala an Allahu Akbar. And it is said that with such ease and comfort, they were 
crossing the river that they were laughing and talking and talking with each other it is said two thirds of the horse was in water the head was on top and the waves were crashing at the size of, of the mujahideen it was as if though Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had made a solid platform for them to cross a safe passage now when the Persians the same people who were making funny noises and uh, all the ishara and pointing fingers when they saw this this scene, this view that the mujahideen are safely crossing the river and getting close to us it is said that all of them started running for their life <laughs> and the words are that these are not ins that come to fight us these are not insan, these are not human beings these are jinns and monsters they have come to attack us so you can't fight the jinns these are jinns these are not human beings they literally took the mujahideen as jinns that these are you know superhumans superhumans who can do this and all of them now news spread very very quickly rumors that these are jinns that are coming to attack us it is said all of them left the the kisra and and who was whoever was in charge at that time and the entire city was vacated it is said the first 60 when they entered the city of Madain, that city was a ghost city. Yeah. A ghost city. Nothing at all. In a few hours, subhanallah, that city was buzzing with soldiers. Now, no one is there. Not a single Persian, not even a civilian can be seen. A ghost city. Subhanallah, Saad came. Now this is the first time. This is how victory is given, my respected brothers, as Allah has mentioned in His Kalam. Say, sovereignty, kingdom belongs to Allah. He gives power, authority, sovereignty to whom He wills. Allah can snatch it away from you. Subhanallah. This is. This is the authority of Allah. And Allah says, Allah gives honor to whom He wills. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can take away izzah and humiliate a person. And he becomes dishonorable in his own community. Subhanallah. This is the power and authority. Sahabai kiram ajma'een. It is said, not even a single mujahid was injured. In fact, these were the first batch in their thousands were those that were sitting on a horse. But what about those that were just walking? Even for them, they were just walking as if they are walking on something that is dry. This indeed was their karamat. This is very famously mentioned and recorded in the books of history. If you turn to the pages of Madain, how the Muslims conquered Madain. MashaAllah, as the Muslims get to the city of Madain without a fight, without putting up a fight no one is there, Allah has given them this Hazrat Sa'ad radiallahu ta'ala an looks at the very famous palace, the palace that is known as Qasre Abiyaz what is it known as? Qasre Abiyaz, white palace, I remember when we first went to Umrah from Darul Ulum we had an opportunity to stay in a hotel which was named as Qasre Abiyaz so this was Qasre Abiyaz, the white palace. Allahu Akbar. And 
the minute Hazrat Sa'ad radiallahu ta'ala entered into this beautiful palace, beautiful palace. In fact, ulama have mentioned that this is the delight of any human eye that thrives on the glitter and the riches of dunya. This palace is the delight of any human eye. Sab kuch usmit. All the treasures, gold, everything what you see was gold and silver. And the first thing that Sa'ad noticed was the arsh or the throne of Kisra. Yeah. And he said to the Mujahideen that right, move this arsh or throne to the side of Qibla. And it was pushed towards the Qibla. And Hazrat Sa'ad radiallahu ta'ala an sat on it. And he said to the Mu'azzin, Musabai wasn't there at that time. <laughs> so he said to the Mu'azzin, give azan. And if you see Musabai giving azan, you have to be very, very careful. And move away from him. Because when he says, La, he takes the sword of Hazrat Khalid bin Walid out and he says, La. <laughs> and that's why you see the imams bruised up here. Because he's always using force. And slapping the people on his side. So he says, La. I said, why do you say La? He says, I want to show to the world that there is no God but Allah. So his hands, mashallah, work a lot. So he says, La ilaha. And so the Mu'azzin was called and Hazrat Sa'ad is sitting on the pulpit. Mashallah. This was the first Jumu'ah in Persian soil. Subhanallah. In the white palace, the palace that belongs to the Kisra, to the great kings. And the arsh, the throne was used as the pulpit, minbar. The first Juma recorded in Iraq, that was also part of uh, Persia at that time in Fars. This was the first Juma'ah there. the Sa'ad radiallahu ta'ala and delivered the khutbah, mashallah, and praised Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This was the khutbah that started, and then some of the mujahideen were looking at the other ornaments that were there. It is said there was one statue of a horse, this horse was made from pure gold and silver. Pure gold and silver. The saddle from emeralds. At the back, there was also the statue of a camel. Again, the camel was from gold, studded with uh, rubies and precious gems. But perhaps the most uh, valuable. Um, in Qasr-i Abiyaz, some of the Mu'arikheen have mentioned, is the Persian rug. The Persian rug. The Persian rug. This rug was uh, Tisra's rug. Every thread was made out of pure silk and gold. Very thick. Very, very thick. And Tisra would sit on it only on special occasions and he would drink wine and alcohol. This was the rug that belongs to Tisra. No price is given to this rug. Very, very expensive priceless and everything is given now to the Muslim it comes in the hands of the Muslims mashallah this is known as male ghanimat what is it known as the booty male ghanimat which is very very halal for the Muslims mashallah as Sa'ad radiallahu ta'ala an said to the mujahideen what I want you to do is collect all the treasures the gold and silver the swords the clothes robes and uh, uh, subhanallah, the jewelry that was there, everything that was there, and to put it on one side, in one area. As the Sa'ad radiallahu ta'ala an was looking at how sincere and truthful the mujahideen were. They were so scrupulous, making sure that not even one gold coin is missing. 
every single one of them, the Mujahideen, mashallah, taking all the treasures from one side and putting it there. From one side and putting it there. Hamari tar admi ho to ke, kya hai? From millions, if I take one, what is the problem? From millions, if I take one, what is the problem? There is no problem. Subhanallah. But not even a single gold coin was missing. Hazrat Sa'ad radiallahu ta'ala in fact made dua for the mujahideen looking at their integrity and their sincerity. Subhanallah. In fact, even Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala everything was now to be transferred to the city of Madinatul Munawwara, Islamic treasury. Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala Subhanallah, when caravans full of Persian treasures came to Madinatul Munawwara, all the women and the people of Madinatul Munawwara came out to see. Subhanallah, this unflinching level of Iman that Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab had. Dunya meant nothing to him. <coughs> Dunya meant nothing to him. For him, it was only, MashaAllah, to expand the Islamic empire. MashaAllah. To take this kalima throughout the world. This was his mission. And when all the treasures were put in front of him, Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala and started to cry. And he said there was a time when nothing was in Madinatul Munawwara. And today the barakats of the Mujahideen, the taqwa, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given Islam the Roman Empire and the Persian Empire. And their treasures are here in Madinatul Munawwara. And he said, this is dunya. And the first thing what he saw was the, the robes and the gowns that the kings would wear. Very, very expensive. One uh, companion who was there, I'm not sure if he was a Sahabi. He was there, but a, a man who was graced with a lot of beauty. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala called him. And he said, come here, come here. He did not touch the clothes. And he said, look, this is the gown of Kisra. This is the robe of Kisra. This is what that person was wearing. This person was wearing that king and this king. Everything was marked. He says, I want you to put this robe on. Yeah. And so now in Madinatul Munawwara, this man puts on the robe of Kisra. And Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala and looks at him and starts to smile. And he said, I take it out. He said, now put this on. And so here, this man is putting on one robe after another robe, one robe after another robe. And Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala is looking at him. And he said to the people that this is the haqiqat of dunya. This is the haqiqat of dunya. Who are wearing these expensive clothes, robes, and where does it end up today? Where are the owners of uh, these expensive clothes? Subhanallah. And he said to them, that anyone who turns away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala erases them from the face of this earth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala humiliates them. So he said to them, this is just dunya. This is just dunya. For you it is jannah. For you it is jannah. Now Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala did not know this, what I am about to mention now. Uh, not a coincidence of course everything is destined from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the man in front of him was Suraka bin Malik who was in front of him? Suraka bin Malik Suraka bin Malik was a simple Bedouin now the kings would wear gold bracelets gold bracelets 
bangles hoti hai na the men would wear that also gold uh, we are not allowed to wear gold not even rings uh, that's right don't forget but the kings would wear gold bracelets so hazrat umar would saw the gold bracelets in front of him and suraka bin malik was just there and he said suraka come here come here come here suraka bin malik a simple man stood up and he said suraka put your hands forward and he did this he said right hazrat umar ibn al khattab took some gold bracelets and said right put them on now this is not a fatwa hazrat umar did not say you can wear it no. he just want, just at that moment he wanted to show people and so hazrat suraka bin malik put on the gold bracelet and he started crying also hazrat umar said why do you cry say allahu akbar qul allahu akbar immediately hazrat suraka bin malik said allahu akbar he says why are you weeping why are you crying he said no subhanallah every words and the prophecy that rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam had given is nothing but the truth i see in front of me so suraka bin malik said that no one was there i was the only one in front of rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam and he looked at me and he said to me suraka a day will come when allah will open up the persian empire for the muslims and the gold bracelet of kisra will come to madinatul munawwara and what will be of your condition o suraka when you wear the bracelet that belongs to the kisra of persia so hazrat suraka bin malik was weeping and crying he said this was a prophecy of nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam at that time it was difficult for me to imagine that how is it possible how how the persian empire is a superpower superpower this aajkal ye amriki log hote hain na na zahir mein amriki log superpower who dare to look at the persian empire they were even more strong fighters than the romans very physically strong powerful people and so he stayed quiet he said suraka i can see a time will come when the treasures of faras will enter into medina and you will wear the bangles of kisra you will wear the gold bracelets of kisra and he said to umar ibn al khattab that no one knew this this was between me and nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam how true sadaqa rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam how true are the words of rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam that this prophecy has come true and hazrat umar radiyallahu ta'ala an also started to cry this is the knowledge this is the ilm that was given to nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam and in reality my respected brothers all of these events have been predicted and prophesied by hazrat nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam subhanallah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala works in mysterious ways even the opening of madain if we go back to the battle of khandak very quickly the battle of khandak that is the battle battle of the ditch or the trench the jewish community these were the people who instigated this war they went to uh, makkah and they said to kuffar makkah the qureshi people that rise up against the muslims and we assure you we will side with you and fight the muslims together the jewish community left medina to go to makkah to speak to the qureshi people 
Now the Qureshi people were simple people. They painted a very rosy picture in front of the Qureshi people. Arab bhole bhale log hote hai bichare. And they said, okay, we are prepared to fight if you are going to be with us. And do you think the Jewish people would keep up to their word? What is happening today in, in Gaza? La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. What is happening today? What can the Muslims do? Nevertheless, Qurayshi people came and the Jewish community of Madinatul Munawwara turned their backs on them. So the Qurayshi people were all alone. Hazrat Salman Farsi gave Mashwira opinion. Now, where is he from? Persia. Persia. This here again, this incident shows how powerful the Persian army was. That it was always about fighting. He gave his own mashwira to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, And he said that the Persians uh, fight in this manner. That dig a trench, a ditch, so that it would prevent the Qurayshi people from entering into Madinatul Munawwara. To enter into Madinatul Munawwara. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam accepted his mashwira. This was a very, very difficult moment for the Muslims and the companions. There was no food, no water. Hazrat Abu Talha says, at the battle of Khandak, we came to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and we lifted up our kurta and showed Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam the stone that was tied to the stomach. And they, they complained and they said, Ya Rasulullah, we haven't got nothing to eat. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to them, make sabr. And he lifted up his kurta mubarak only to show the people that he had two stones tied to the stomach. This is the battle of Khandak. Now Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he himself physically took part in the digging of the ditches, the trench. Uh, it is said that on one side there was one very large rock that sahabai kiram ajma'een could not break. Even with their weapons, their picks, they tried everything with their strength, but it was impossible. Finally, they came to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Again, note the strength of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Every Sahabi had tried to break this large rock that was there, but none of them was successful. Finally, they had to come to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Allah's Nabi said, "Give me the pick." And Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam took the pick and with the first blow, subhanallah, sparks were visible and one third of the rock was broken. And when the sparks were visible, this is the mu'jiza of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He said, in the sparks it was shown to me, Allah has given me the keys of Syria. Allah has given me the keys of Syria, the Roman Empire. And he said, I can see the red castles from Madinatul Munawwara. I can see the red castles from Madinatul Munawwara. Subhanallah. And this control was taken during the Khilafat of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq. It started during the Khilafat of, as, as early as the period of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. And finished and was completed at the Khilafat of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab. And with the second blow, again, sparks were visible. And another third of the rock was broken. And he said, now I can see that the keys of Persia have been given to me. And specifically in the hadith, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam has said, I can see qasr-e-abyaz. What could I see? qasr abyaz 
First he said, Qasr-e Ahmar, the red castles. And then he said, now I can see in Persia, Qasr-e Abiyaz, the white palace of Madain given to me. This was a prophecy. And then with the third blow, the rock smashed into pieces. Subhanallah, at that time, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, now the keys of Yemen have been given to me. Now the keys of Yemen. This was the first expansion, subhanallah, during the Khilafat of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Inshallah, if Allah wills, if we are still alive, we will continue. Uh, furthermore, we progress into what had occurred and to follow it up with the last few days of the Khilafat of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu ta'ala an, and how this great man passed away from this dunya. Allah give him jazai khair wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin. And then inshallah, after the Khilafat of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab, if Allah wills, we go on to the Khilafat of Sayyidina Usman radiyallahu ta'ala. Again, an incredible sahabi. It is so important that we know our Islamic history. Take this opportunity. What is 25 minutes? What is half an hour? What is 35 minutes? Everything is ready made. The cake has been cooked up for you. It's ready. And all you need to do is put it in your mouth. MashaAllah. A little effort. Just come. MashaAllah. Sunte rahe. Allah paak hare ko tawfiq de. Wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma salli ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana Muhammadin nabiyil umi wa ala alihi wa salim taslima. Allahumma taqabbal minna wa tuba alayna inna kanta tawabur rahim. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Sami'na wa ta'ana gufranaka rabbana wa ilayka al-masir. Bi rahmatika ya arhamar rahimin.